1: Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about marketing mistakes, how you can learn from them, how you can avoid and go ahead with the right strategy. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Andrea Wilson-Woods. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> to learn about mistakes. It's my live topic because, uh, you know, uh, I uh, we chatted a little bit about mistakes. I do a lot of mistakes. For me, it's hard to count all of them. But uh, if I learn from others, I can avoid some mistakes. Uh, of um, course, it's impossible to avoid everything, as Elon Musk uh shared about that if you don't do mistakes that means you are not innovative enough so yeah it's the part of the strategy but we can learn how to avoid some of mistakes andre before we start just tell more about your experience background and why you decided to share with us about marketing mistakes
0: yes absolutely thank you for that enthusiastic welcome in the morning <laughs> i am an author i'm a podcaster a patient advocate an entrepreneur and a speaker. And I am the CEO and co founder of Cancer University, which is a health tech startup. And I'm also the president and founder of Blue Fairy, the Adrian Wilson Liver Cancer Association. And that is a national nonprofit organization that I founded in memory of my sister after she died from stage four liver cancer. And I'm the author of Better Off Bald, A Life in 147 Days which is a medical memoir that tells that story of raising my sister in my 20s when she was just a small child, Um, raising her through my 20s um, until she was diagnosed, like I said, with stage four liver cancer at the age of 15. And I learned a lot about marketing the good and the bad um, during the process.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for this loss. You know, uh, I know how cancer is terrible. Uh, I have some specialists in my team with cancer. Uh, yeah, it's very terrible. They young, you know, and yeah, it's hard. So I am not good expert with that, but yeah, it's terrible. But uh, that's good that you can learn how to uh, live with that, how to avoid it. And uh, can you tell uh, about marketing mistakes? Uh, your list. Uh, share your list of marketing mistakes that you did and uh what you've learned from them
0: oh my goodness okay you might have to stop me because I could talk for like you know an hour on this well I'll talk about if you don't mind first just sort of four tips general tips Mm -hmm. that I always give that I think are pretty normal but it doesn't seem like every writer does them and the first tip I would recommend is to read and read and read some more and every now and then like I come across a writer who doesn't like to read which kind of boggles my mind. So, you know, you need to really read and read in the genre that you're publishing in, you know, really understand the market and what else is out there. Um, Number two, you got to write a great story. Uh, I think it's really interesting because a great story will trump bad writing any day of the week. There are a lot of great stories, but if you actually read the book, and you have any sort of sense of editing you get frustrated because you see all the mistakes but for most people that doesn't matter what really matters is a great story and that leads me to number three edit 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 you have to edit and again i get sort of just stunned by writers who don't believe in editing Um, even the very famous Mm -hmm. anne rice uh, author of the vampire series and many other series At a certain point, she had enough fame where she decided she no longer wanted an editor. And as a result, her books got much worse because you are too close to the material. So it's really important that you have an outside editor. And, and then number four, which really leads into our topic is you've got to sell, 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 sell. I mean, it's part of being an author. If you actually want to make a living, you need to sell your book and no one knows your book better than you do. So that leads yeah. to my very first mistake. I love marketing. I, I love all that. Like, I really relish it and enjoy it. Um, but since this was the first time I was publishing a book, I hired a marketing team. And that was my biggest mistake. Hiring a team to actually help me with the production of the book you know, getting it out there, you know, designing the cover that was, um, that was uh, a good move. Some I guess I yep. yeah, yep. that was good. So I do recommend that you have a team, but before you hire a marketing team or a PR agency, take a step back because I spent a lot of money and time with this marketing push and it didn't do very much for book sales it didn't do very much at all. And in fact, I found out and realized really quickly that I knew my book better than this marketing team did. So I always recommend, you know, unless someone else is paying for it, unless you have a major publisher behind your book, don't hire a marketing team, you know, wait. You know, I I know an author right now that's doing that this week. And I would say, hold back because you can sell your book, you can do it.
1: Yeah, nice. Love it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, By the way, I always tell my clients, uh, you need to understand marketing. If you want to be successful, if you want to get high results, when you hire uh, marketing agencies, specialists, experts, you need to understand. Because if you uh, don't know basics, how... uh, Any marketer can help you. It's impossible because, but when you understand, you can handle the process. You can give the right tasks. You can go ahead together like a cohesive team. So yeah, I agree with that 100%. You know, you mentioned a few times about uh, your book. Can you give a strong reason? Uh, For example, for me and my audience, uh, why we need to read this book? What kind of benefits we can get by reading this book?
0: Yeah, so you have to love nonfiction and you have to love memoir it is a medical memoir Mm -hmm. it's pretty heavy in the medical terminology but i would say the best reason to read my book better off bald and i'm just going by the reviews is that i think it will really inspire you my sister was an incredibly remarkable person i i don't know any adult that would have handled cancer as well as she did and she seemed to understand and I don't know how, but she really did know that she didn't have a lot of time left. And Mm -hmm. so she took that opportunity to make all of her dreams come true. And, and she really did it. It was everything that she did was her idea. So she, for example, and keep in mind, she was 15. She met her favorite musician, Dave Navarro of Jane's addiction. She met him twice and both Mm -hmm. times she really made that happen. You know, she got to meet Jay Leno on The Tonight Show. She you know, got to do all these activities. Some were really small, whether it was going to a particular restaurant she had never been to, and some were really big like meeting Dave Navarro, but she did everything she possibly could in that very short amount of time that she had left. And I think so much of the time we wait, you know, we wait, we put off doing things that would bring us a lot of joy. And we wait because it's like, well, we'll have time to do that later. We'll have time to do that next year. We'll have time to do that five years from now. Well, the truth is we don't know when our time is up. We do not know. So I'm not saying go out, like spend every penny that you have in the bank tomorrow, (laughs) but if there's something you've really wanted to do, don't wait to do it, You know, find a way to do it now.
1: Very encouragement, yeah. I agree, I agree 100%. And by the way, uh, I check out a few studies that 70% of people hate their jobs. You know, guys, if you hate your job, leave it and you will never regret. Uh, because it's better to find what you love, what you uh, where you enjoy your time, and uh, yeah, because we spent like uh half of our life in our jobs. So (laughs) you need to enjoy, you need to love the process. For example, I can work 12 hours a day And it doesn't hurt my feeling because I love it. You know, I can work on Sunday, on Saturday because, yeah, I love what I do. So, yeah, very encouragement. I agree, Andrea. Okay, let's talk about uh, your checklist, how to promote uh, your book. Uh, What kind of marketing do you use? Because we have many different types of marketing. And uh, I see when uh, book offers, usually, uh, you know, they try to cover a lot of aspects. But it's not a good idea, you know, uh, because you can't be successful everywhere and yeah. you can lose attention. For example, uh, when I decided to grow my social media channels uh, in 2020, I tried to cover Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, (laughs) LinkedIn, YouTube, everywhere. You You were everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I I got like five followers a day, 100 views. uh, The best my result. But then I switched my all attention to LinkedIn. And, uh, yeah, uh, it has helped me to grow my audience. I think, you know, uh, many people, you know, they copy like Gary Vee and other entrepreneurs. But they have a team, you know. These specialists yes, have a team who can help them to cover uh, uh, all social media. Uh, so I think it's better to pay attention to one direction. Can you tell about your live direction and why uh, you have it?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I'm so glad you brought this up because people do think they have to be everywhere. And, that, and that's not really possible. So I always recommend um, sort of three things with social media, regardless of what you're marketing. So one, only pick two. Pick two to really focus on. It doesn't mean that you don't have an account somewhere else so for example i have a twitter account but i don't like to tweet but i do have it to hold my name so that nobody else has my name it's my twitter account and i even have in the profile my twitter account you know i don't really tweet you know hit me up on linkedin <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so choose two um, and when you choose those two really think about you know do you like spending time on that platform yeah so i mentioned twitter and I did some tr- early Twitter promotions for my book, um, which, you know, didn't really make sense because I don't like being on Twitter. <laughs> so I did <laughs> these Twitter promotions. I knew that some of my audience would be there, especially doctors. But you know, I don't like spending time on Twitter. So it really was truly a waste. I can't trace back any of that marketing on Twitter to book sales at all. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't like being on a platform, maybe you just shouldn't be there. Um, So pick two, pick platforms you like, and three, you do need to know where your audience is. So Mm -hmm. for example, I understand the power of TikTok. I get it, man. And I have my name on TikTok um, and I have that account, but I don't know that my audience is really on TikTok. And Mm -hmm. also I don't love being there, you know? Um, so, again, you got to know where your audience is and narrow your focus. If I could go back and do things differently, I wouldn't do any promotion on Twitter whatsoever. And I would have actually done more promotion with Instagram because Instagram has a very active book community. Um, I, I, it's like, you know there's a word for it. it's like book bookers on instagram or book anyway um it's it's a community where there are a lot of readers a lot of people will review review your book and i was getting tagged and post without even realizing it because of the community that lives on instagram so if i could go back that's what i would do differently as far as personally what i love the most i'm like you i love linkedin the most, hands down, just across the board when it comes to generally promoting whatever I'm doing and connecting with people.
1: Nice. Love it. Love it. Uh, by the way, we have the comment. Uh, someone, uh, he's working with his wife, uh, her wife, you know, and he can't quit the company probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Interesting, man.
0: You okay, are so that's funny. really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's family issue. What we can do? <laughs> Just uh, find by the way, I remember when Dale Carnegie wrote about that. You know, uh if you uh, need to work, if you can't uh quit your job, so find how you can enjoy it, you know. You can cheat your mind, you know, set up the right mindset that you love it. Find uh create some competition with yourself and go ahead. So, yeah, it's possible as well. <laughs> okay, you mentioned about Editing. Can you tell about editing? I know that uh, book offers usually have a few editors, not one. Uh, uh, I, uh, for example, when I create website content, I have only one editor. If I post on social media, I have no any editors because I have no time, you know, uh, right. to uh, to cooperate with them. Uh, but uh, book, uh, I think, it demands editors. Can you tell how to find responsible editor and how to give the right tasks to them because they can change your. I don't know, like demeaning or a ch- change a tone of voice, uh, anything. Yeah, more about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, I think it was Mark Twain who said, "It's not what you put in the book; it's what you leave out of the book," and mm-hmm. that's really critical. So there are three sort of main levels of editing. There's content editing, where someone's going to go with you, go through, and really rework the content, and you know. A professional writer who's been around a long time who has a lot of experience might not need that level of editing. But if it's your first book, you probably should have a content editor pretty early on. The next level of editing is um, line editing. And that's where you're going through line by line. And now you're more lo- looking at, you know, sentence structure. Does it work? Does this paragraph make sense here? And then, you know, it kind of goes down. Think of it like really broad and then narrow. Then there's copy editing. And that's where you're looking for mistakes consistency and style, you know, you know, how the book is, you know, even laid out. And the very very last step is proofreading. And proofreading is just that, I think everybody knows what that is. It's very very basic, you know, looking for spelling errors, grammatical errors, you know, but you're not necessarily going word by word or actually changing content. At the very minimum, every person should have a proofreader. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I also recommend that if you have your first draft, reach out to people who would be your ideal readers and or whose opinion you really trust. So mm-hmm. with my, with what they call a shitty first draft, I had six readers go through my first draft um, and they, were, they had very different levels of experience. Some of them were writers too, two of them were my mentors. One person was, I, sh- I knew she was my target audience, so I just wanted her feedback and then i took all of that feedback from that from those six readers and rewrote my book for the second draft you know and it's not that every single comment that one person made made a difference but when three or four people are noticing the same thing then that's a problem area in your book but mm-hmm. at the very minimum hire a proofreader and don't go on craigslist <laughs> <laughs> and, don't, and don't pay $50 because really you get what you pay for in
1: yeah, the exactly. world,
0: especially there. And um I used to do editing on the side for other people. And I had a few friends who wanted me to edit their books. But when I gave them my price, which was reasonable and even maybe a little less because they were my friends, they bought. They said it was too expensive. And, and so they went the cheap route and it shows. I mean, it's so frustrating when you, you read a book and you're really enjoying it and you get, like I said earlier, distracted by mistakes. I mean, my book yeah. went through so many levels of editing and proofreading that a friend of mine asked if he was still in my book because he was a very, very minor <laughs> character. And I mean, by the time the book was ready to be published, I said, I don't know, man. Like I couldn't even remember (laughs) if he was in the book because he was such a minor character. And I'm like, did we edit that out? I don't know, you know? So, you know, that's how many rounds of editing and proofreading you should go through. And it's so disheartening when, you know, you see someone that has a lot of potential, but they didn't go the extra mile. And what's really interesting is even writers who are published by the big presses often they don't have in-house editors anymore often mm-hmm. the editing and proofreading is still up to that author and the, pr- the pros they do it you know they do it
1: yeah love it love it yeah interesting about that okay let's talk about uh actually writing uh, can you tell how to improve writing skills you wrote a book you have this experience if someone wanna write uh their books uh, can you tell uh, how to improve writing experience because i i see when people uh many content creators don't start because they can not create awesome uh, context. Uh, Mm -hmm. They feel that it's not good, it's boring. And uh, even more, uh, I check out a few studies that uh, people actually read 5% of books in most cases. Uh, Because many books are great, uh, you know, when you have the problem with sleeping, uh, you can read them and sleep well all night, you know, don't remember anything. Tell about your uh, methods of uh, keeping attention, uh, retaining audience, uh, sharing stories, anything about writing.
0: Anything about writing. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, to write, you just have to get started. So Julia Cameron wrote this very famous book called uh, The Artist Way. And in that book, she recommends doing what she calls morning pages where you write three pages. And you're not writing necessarily to produce any specific content. It's to really open up your creativity. So if you're brand new to writing, I would say start there, get a journal and write three pages every day. And don't think about it, don't judge it, just write. Write whatever comes to mind. So that kind of gets your brain and your creative juices flowing. So that's where I would start. Um, If you want to get better at writing, you need to learn, and you need to learn from experts, and you, know, you need to go out there and you know, get help. So one of the um, early things that I did was I did this incredible writer's program at UCLA, and it was a four-day, very intensive course, but um, it really helped me. It changed the structure of my book I mean, in those four days, I realized I wanted to write the book in a completely different way than I had initially. It was so helpful. So you, you have to continually improve your craft. You, know, you have to continually you know, get, go to workshops. And now in this post-COVID world, it is so easy to find workshops online. It is so easy to get feedback. Um, and also a writer's group. So if you can form a writer's group, and I'm not saying this, this is not easy to do, but if you can form a writer's group of, you know, probably five to six people, other writers at your level or above, and, you know, where you constantly are holding each other accountable, so I recommend that as well. And and those are two ways just to get started.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, I got this piece of advice from Jack London, yeah, and he wrote awesome books uh, 100 years ago. I love them. You know, actually, when I read uh, any of his books, uh, you know, I can't stop it. I can read uh, six hours, eight hours. I don't need to eat. I don't need to drink because uh, everything what I have, just this book, you know, uh, I can feel that I am part of the story, you know. And he mentioned... Uh, uh, I don't remember. Probably that was Martin Eden uh, about the author who wrote like uh, with consistency. Nobody believed that he uh, can achieve any results, and uh, with his perseverance and consistency, he overcame everyone. You know, all educational people. That's why I completely agree with you about uh, acting more than. Uh, of course, you need to read. You you need to read. You need to learn from others, but. Acting, doing is more doing. important. Yes. Yeah. And for example, it's the same like, I don't know, to read a uh, hundred books, how to play soccer. If you don't play, <laughs> you don't That's I, right. I don't know. How you can achieve any results if you don't play? Yeah, you can be a software expert, you know, to tell how uh, uh, others can play badly, but yeah, you need to actually play. Love it, love it.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, let's talk about... Social media. Can you tell about uh, your methods of creating content uh, on social media? For example, uh, uh, if you, I I, I often see when uh, content creators usually sell. No, they don't care about uh, achieving high engagement, but nobody cares about uh, sales. They want to get value first. Uh, Tell how you promote your book by sharing value, uh, helping others, supporting, uh, create a post and uh, to submit call to action uh, to your book.
0: Oh, gosh, that's a good question. So I don't promote my book as often now. It came out, uh, it'll, it's three years ago, actually, this month. Mm-hmm. So I don't promote it quite as often. Um, but I do use social media to test content for my next book. So one of the things I love to do, especially with LinkedIn, is I will just post a little excerpt from my the book I'm working on now and And see what the comments say, and see what the feedback is, um, both good and bad, you know, and see what that you know level of engagement is. and it's it's interesting to see what content resonates and what doesn't. My only warning about that is take it with a grain of salt because you're putting something out there for a huge audience, and they might not be the target audience who would actually read your book. You know, but I do like to test content. The other thing I recommend, and it works really well with social media, is a Goodreads giveaway. So a lot of people found my book because I have done multiple Goodreads giveaways over the last three years. I try to do two a year and Goodreads makes it super easy. It's not that expensive. And you you can do it there. And there's the cheaper version, which is less than $150. There's the more expensive version where they actually put your book in their newsletter and push it out there. I've done both. You can give away paperbacks or Kindles. I've done both. And that's a great way to just build awareness and get your book out there and also get it in front of people who will actually read it. You know, Goodreads Mm -hmm. is a great community and it's not technically a social media channel, but for authors, you better have a Goodreads profile. You know, you better be active there because that's where a lot of people will find your work. Um, Again, Instagram is great. Um, for creating content. And the thing with Instagram, right, you always have to say link and bio Well, make sure the link in your bio is a link to your book, you know, make sure you are putting getting people there. Um, Another strategy some authors use is to give away the first chapter of their book. And Mm -hmm. I think that can work really well. But again, at the end of the day, you have to decide, are you driving people to your website? Are you driving people to to Amazon, or you know, what are you driving people to do? What do you want them to do? What are the next steps? If your book is true, let's say business nonfiction, as it is for many people in your audience, then you can link that call to action right to something else. You know, maybe you sell a course, or maybe you sell a service, or maybe you sell software. So the book really itself can become a lead magnet if you choose to go down that path.
1: Yeah, love it, love it. Well, you Okay, uh, you shared about top mistakes. Can you tell what uh, book offers should do? Uh, for example, we know uh, mistakes. Yeah, we can learn from them. But what it's a must-have uh, from your experience?
0: For marketing your book? Yeah. Uh, I You know, I think that you have to decide you want to sell your book. I know that sounds mm-hmm. really basic, but most authors don't want to do marketing. They just want to hire an agency. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and as I mentioned at the top, no one knows that book better than you do. No one, no one. And it's okay to sell your book. Like I think there's, I think there's a reluctance to do it because maybe you don't know how, or there's a, this reluctance, like, oh, I don't want to be promoting my book. Well, don't you want people to read it? I mean, don't you want people, I mean, didn't you write it so people would actually read your book? And if that's what mm-hmm. you want, then the onus is on you. It's on you, the author, to be out there talking about your book. Um, I'll give you an example. So when I my book first came out, I was going back to Los Angeles, which is where I used to live and where I raised my sister. And I was going back and I had just gotten off the plane and i was going to my old wine bar so i knew people there they knew i was coming you know and they hadn't seen me in over a year and i brought a bag of books to the wine bar i did i, I was like why mm-hmm. not what 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 why does that hurt i sold all 10 books you know for cash full price you know because those people knew me but you know i came with the actual book in my hand i didn't you know go to the wine bar and say Hey, check out my book. Here's the link. You know, I came with a book in my hands and people couldn't really say no, you know, and I didn't force it on anyone. In fact, one person bought several books for members of his family. So, you know, you just have to be creative, but also realize that, you know, there are these opportunities where you can sell your book and you should take advantage of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. love it. Uh, let's talk about, uh, patience and perseverance uh, once i read interesting story from book offer and uh, uh, she shared uh, a letter that she got from other book offer and uh, on this letter uh, she got uh, the message for example um, the offer couldn't sell uh, his books he spent uh, a lot of time uh, to sell books but he uh, couldn't achieve any results yeah. uh, yeah and uh, she uh, and he he asked about help what he can do how to go ahead and she replied to him leave it forget about that it's not your direction. If it hurts your feeling, you don't need to do it. Find something else. Uh, but if you can't live without that, just go ahead. Be be patient, perseverance. And uh, we know that many book offers uh, can't achieve results from uh, first attempt, second attempt. Even uh, Joe, uh, Joe Rowling, you know, yeah, she, she was denied many times. Can you tell about patience and perseverance? Uh, because, you know, uh, it's hard to get results from first book or uh, first draft. Uh, your advice with patience and perseverance.
0: Well, my gosh, I, you have to persevere. You have to be persistent. You know, Calvin Coolidge has a great quote about nothing in this world can take the place of persistence.
1: And mm-hmm. it goes on,
0: you know, he says, talent will not, genius will not, education will not. It's persistence and determination alone. And to give your audience a more specific example. So I started writing my book, doing research um, in late 2002, just doing like basic research. I started actually writing the book in 2006. And I finished the first draft in two, August of 2008. Um, And then I slowly started working on the second draft after I got that feedback from those six readers I mentioned before. And it was another like four years before I had the second draft done. And I started working with an editor and then a lot of things happened, life things, all kinds of things happened. And so what ended up at the end of the day, so first draft, 2008, second draft, 2012, Mm -hmm. The book was published in 2019. So Mm -hmm. from the time I started doing research, the time my book was published was 17 years. You know, I I mean, you know, but it was something I couldn't let go of. You know, I couldn't let go of. And so I just reminded myself I would be able to get it published when the timing was right. And I had to keep working on it. I had to persist. Mm -hmm. So I can't track the number of hours it took that I put into my book. I have no idea um but I never gave up on it I never ever gave up on it and and so and then when the time came I made sure that I did you know hire a team to do those things that I didn't want to do like I said marketing I think is on the author at the end of the day but there were a lot of production elements that I did not want to deal with um, because that's not my area of expertise so I think you also Mm -hmm. need to know your lane You know, what you are good at, what you're not good at, what you enjoy doing, what you don't enjoy Mm -hmm. doing. Um, But if you want to make money from book sales, and I still do every single month, you have to fall in love with marketing.
1: Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, I have the question about, uh, for example, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, anything. Uh, You want to write a first book. Uh, And uh, your goal to achieve results that uh, I can see on your LinkedIn, your award winner 2021, best nonfiction book, writer that just self published a book, award winner 2020. So, yeah, (laughs) if your goal to achieve all these rewards that you have right now, what will you do today uh, differently uh, to write your first book?
0: The actual writing process or the marketing process?
1: research writing anything what would Uh, you change
0: what would I change um hmm. with the with the writing process I wish I'd been more disciplined again the timing Mm -hmm. all worked out the way I feel like it was supposed to but I wish I wish I'd been more disciplined um when I'm in that zone I can be very disciplined um you know, but I'm not as consistent as I would like to be with my writing. And that includes working on my next book. You know, I need to be writing every single day, even if it's only a page, I need to be writing yeah. every day. And some writers write based on time and some write based on word count. That's totally up to you. Um, but you really, you know, need to think about what can I do every single day? You know, if it's 30 minutes, am I trying to get to 500 words? You just have to really commit to doing it Um, as far as marketing um, one mistake I made oh my goodness that I would never make again that I learned the hard way that was expensive was Mm -hmm. I now tell people do not ship your book unsolicited to people Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. don't ship your book to you know it doesn't matter whether they're celebrity or not you don't just send your book to somebody you know they have to want your book And if you ask and they say yes then it's fine to ship your book but i spent a ridiculous amount of money shipping my book to people who never asked for it and i'm pretty sure those books just ended up on ebay because my book is always for sale on ebay (laughs) Um, so you know don't do that and i learned the hard way one i didn't see results from it and two i am now on the other side of it and I think because I'm a podcaster um, and we have this, you know, part of the program where people can talk about their books, I get books all the time sent to me, unsolicited, books that I didn't ask for, that I didn't Mm -hmm. want. And Mm -hmm. I hate to say that they are, you know, sitting on a shelf, you know, behind me, just stacked up because I didn't ask for these books. I don't know who these authors are. And I have other books that are my priority. You know, I do read every single day. I, I don't know how as a writer you don't read, but I mean, I read every single day without mm-hmm. fail. And I love reading. Um, but yeah, don't, don't ship your book. Don't to not solicit people. Um, I would say w- one more thing, if you don't mind me adding, you've got to let reviews go. Don't mm-hmm. get offended by reviews. Just be thankful someone took the time to review your book. And there are going to be reviews that, that if you're just a, you know, regular person with feelings that might, you know, hurt you. And you just got to let it book, let it go. Your book's not going to resonate with everyone. Not everyone's going to give it five stars. You're going to get one stars, you know, and you can have all the awards in the, in the world. My book has won many awards and I'm really proud of that, but that doesn't mean everyone's going to like it, you know, yeah. and That's okay. You know, just be thankful someone took the time to give you a review.
1: Nice. Nice. Uh, I remember when Seth Godin shared that he stopped reading yes. uh, reviews on his books from yes. 2011. So uh, more than uh, 10 years, he yes. doesn't read any reviews because he understands, yeah, he understands that uh, someone can't understand the meaning of this book uh, it's not book for everyone in marketing we have interesting quote if you sell to anyone you sell to no one, no one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's better to find your audience to share with them to uh, send uh, ship to a relevant audience and if someone doesn't understand doesn't like that's okay even harry potter has uh, like uh, 2% of uh, uh, one negative reviews. reviews. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I read some of these reviews uh, and people shared that's the worst book ever written, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you
0: know, so I heard this thing once I thought was really brilliant um, with with books, you know, so mm-hmm. you can have, there are th- sort of three things with books. You can have critical acclaim, you know, win lots of awards, positive reviews, you um, you can have sales, you know, where you're actually selling books, or you can be a New York Times bestseller. And being a New York Times bestseller doesn't mean you necessarily have a lot of book sales. It's actually quite political. So of those three buckets, it's really hard to get all three. So you need to choose two, choose two. And for me, I knew that I did not have the influence, um, for the connections to necessarily become a New York Times bestseller. So I let that go. Uh-huh. So my priority was one, I wanted my book critically to do well and be well received by physicians. That was really important yeah. to me because if physicians liked and rec- my book, if they liked my book, they would recommend my book. So that uh-huh. was priority number one for me. Then priority two was to sell my book. And with those priorities in hand, Um, I'm happy to say things have really worked out. Now, I'm not a New York Times bestselling author, but that's okay because my book has been a bestseller in multiple categories, in categories that are appropriate for my book. Um, and, And that's fine. And I'm also really proud of the awards it has won. So you do have to decide pretty early on what your priorities are going to be. And it's okay if your priority is just to sell books. That's fine. But then you know how to shape and you know and where your efforts should go when it comes to marketing. And yeah. by the way, I wanna say the comments are kind of interesting over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> there someone some. says you cannot cheat on your wife, and I would say, well, you can cheat on your wife, but perhaps you should not cheat on your wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a story.
0: And, write that story, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, write that story. And I would also say a lot of advice you hear over and over is write what you know. Well, that doesn't work. I mean, you know, when you look at someone like Stephen King, is he is he writing what he knows? Because his his first really successful breakout book was Carrie. So a teenage Mm -hmm. girl who has the power of, was it pyrokinesis or something? And what did Stephen King know about a teenage girl (laughs) with those powers? (laughs) You know, so I would say, you know, write what you're really passionate about because then you'll sit back down and you will keep returning to it and you will keep writing about it. Um, So write what you know isn't always the best advice.
1: Love it, love it. I agree 100%. (laughs) Andrea, it's a big pleasure to get my show to learn from you, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, uh, follow you, and buy your book.
0: <laughs> uh, well, just to reach out to me, go to AndreaWilsonWoods.com. That's pretty simple. That's kind of my home base. Personally, to get my book, go to com, And there's a list of um, all the sellers across the world there. And you can also buy it personally from me if you'd like it autographed. And then for my two companies, cancer.university is my health tech startup, and we have a free platform for cancer patients and caregivers. And then if you hopefully are not, but if you or a loved one is suffering from liver disease or liver cancer, please go to Blue Fairy, Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. Guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Welcome back anytime to share more value. I love it, guys. You need to follow Andrea on social media. You need to read these books. You need to open this website because it's awesome and you can see a lot of value. Okay, guys. Love you. See you.
0: Thank you.